Blog Talk Radio. feel like Sylvester the Cat, 15th, 2017. Hey, you know what? I don't like to blow my own horn. Everybody knows that. At least I don't like to do it too often because really I know there's not that much to honk about. I'm not that special. But sometimes I can't resist. And today, today is one of those days. And you know why? Because last week I got a letter from a fan and I just can't stop reading it and i want to read it to you as well here's what it says dear animal many talent acquisition leaders think the recruiting animal show is too darn loud and silly for them oh i listened and i didn't learn anything that's what they say and you know what it is loud and silly because the animal show revels in the joy of disrespect. If you are vague or you are boring, you're going to have a fight on your hands because the animal crew demands that your message be delivered in terms that anyone you meet at the corner bar could understand. So, you know, lots of so-called leaders are going to say, I don't like the simple-minded style of brawling children. Let Animal have the beer chuggers. There's plenty of serious podcasts and cutting-edge webinars for me. But Animal, I have to tell you, my taste can be a little primitive sometimes and a little bit of raw. And your show satisfies that craving for me. A little bit of ride. I wonder if I missed a word there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's got a typo. But whatever it is, he goes on. He says, culture, no. Honesty, yes. That should be your motto because you're like the Donald Trump of recruiting radio. Vulgar, cranky, shooting from the lip. And you've got Jerry there as Steve Bannon and Maureen's your Kelly and Conway. They got the country to vote for them, and you've got a vote from me. Yours truly, a longtime fan, and that's it. And what can I say? I thought it was nice. It doesn't leave me with anything to say except Jerry. Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal What do you know? <laughs> he won't get paid. He won't get paid. But listen, I got a little message before we get started. It, it, you know, it's not a happy one, but I have to say it. Maureen's not here either because uh, her daughter died two weeks ago. And uh, I have to tell you, she's pretty depressed. So if you want to send her greetings on Twitter, it's at Maureen Sherib, S-H-A-R-I-B. Now, there's somebody who's really done a lot for her family. She's a wonderful person. And I wish her well. Okay, so 
Let me see if the guest yeah, is correct. Animal, animal, can I just piggyback on that? She's she's appreciated everybody reaching out to her, and what a better woman than she. So right. But I still have to, to correct you, Kathy. Reaching out is an animal bad word. Don't forget you know it, okay? What? For Marine's sake, we can let it we can let it slide. Oh well, okay? that's what you say. That's not yeah. what I say. And you know what? I run this show, and if you fight with me, okay, you're... okay, I'll okay. scream. Okay, so I want to thank my sponsors uh, before we get going. Marty Snyder over at uh, PCRecruiter.net and Nin Tran, the guy with the extra H over at Hire Tool. I'll come back and talk to them a little later or talk about them right now. Uh, since Jerry's not here for me to chat with or he doesn't have anything to tell us about his mundane life, I'm going to go straight to my guest, the Brian Fink. Brian Fink, are you here? What's up, man? How are you? What's up, man? Hey, are, are you are you putting your vo- uh, mouth, not your voice, your mouth close to the phone or the mic or whatever it is you're using? You know, if you're using one of those little yeah. mics, don't put it in the center of your chest. Hold it up to your lips, will you? No, it's it's right there. Uh, I am talking right into it. It's about you know about three inches away from my mouth. So what's up? Okay, okay. I'm gonna. I might be a little hoarse today. today. Sorry about that. Okay, but we're going to sing, and we're going to sing anyway. You are, a, are uh, your title sing. is, you're, you're a tech recruiter, but your title is practice leader. Am I right? That is correct. Okay. Okay, we'll I just re- sing. What song, what song are we singing today? No, no, what no, song? Keep, go- keep going, keep going. We're going to sing Let's Dance by David Bowie, and if you'll count me yeah. in with four uh-uh-uhs, then I'm going to put on my red shoes, and I'm going to dance the blues away for you, animal. Okay. Yeah, don't give the lyrics away. You're going to lead. I'm going to count to three, and you're going to start. I don't, well, you can start wherever you want, at the chorus or the first verse, up to you, okay? Anybody? This is how we're going to join for Jerry. Great. Okay. Yeah. One, two, three. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Hold on, let's do the second verse and let's just get it over with. If you say run, I'll run with, I'll run you. with you. If you say hide, you come say on, Brian. We'll hide. We'll hide. Because my because love, love, my for, love you for you would break my heart, my heart in two. If you should fall, you should into fall my into my arms and tremble like a You know what? I let him pick the song, everybody. I knew he picked one that I said. I said Sergeant Peppers. It's easy to sing. Everybody knows that he picked this. I love this song. Okay, but it's just not a good choice. Uh, Brian, coming back to reality, up, do you cover your webcam? Do I have a webcam? Yeah, I have a webcam. You cover your webcam. Listen, you cover it so yes, no one can I spy cover, on you. I have the webcam covered on my laptop, yes. <laughs> and and is that because you believe that people might spy on you? Um, that's because I, uh, you know, I read over several papers that said that uh, there were backdoors into computers like Macs and PCs through the operating yep. system under the prison okay. uh no, I just, I'm, I'm doing a survey to see how many people take it seriously. You're one of them. Do you use a quiet keyboard? So when you're talking to people, excuse me, when you're talking to people, you're, you don't make a lot of clacking sounds with your, with your keyboard when you're typing? So that's not by choice. Uh, I do use a quiet keyboard because people tell me I attack the keys. Yeah. Okay. How much did it cost you? 
I don't know. Um, I like honestly, it was bought for me as a Christmas present because people were annoyed by the noise that I made on my keys. Okay, good. Okay, fine. They're smart. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you say that you're an introvert? Um, I would say that I am an introvert. Um, I have a social anxiety disorder, so it's kind of oh, even do. though you see me out there speaking. Yeah. So even uh-huh. though you see me out there speaking, I do have a fair amount of. I got a fair amount of trouble with it. Yeah. So, so yeah. how do you handle? How do you like you've offered to come on the recruiting animal show? I mean, how do you handle your social anxiety here? I mean, I'd like to know. All right. So um, my therapist and I decided three years ago that doing that sitting home or just being a recruiter on the phone was not going to um, that it was going to allow me to hide. And that what I had to do is that, um, yeah, so I see him once a week. I take a prescription uh, drug for it and. Um, I try to go out and walk through malls and um, do as many speaking engagements as I possibly can. Um, yeah, that's that's really kind okay, of you know, uh, I didn't, I didn't at a very high level. Your gut. I, I did want to know your private. No, business, wait, 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 wait. So, so animal, animal. That, that's the joy about this show, right? Like you either get people on the show who can do what they do or say what they walk you through it, or you don't, right? Like you make yeah. a joke that say only losers don't like it. Yeah. Right. So so yeah. real quick, there's probably somebody else who's listening who's got maybe the same kind of temperament, same kind of disorder, whatever you want to call it. Maybe it's a disorder, maybe it's a disease. Who knows? Um, look, man, it's it, if they want to solve that. What are you <laughs> what are you going to do to help yourself to stop talking like a valley girl? You know, uh, or uh, one of those guys, dude, I don't know. Well, you've got this oh, little He's got a lilt, Kathy. He's talking a, a bit funny. But I want to – what drug are you taking, clonazepam? What is it? I mean, now that you're telling us, I'm really curious because it's an issue, you know, especially for these sorcerers they're forcing onto the phone now. What drug are you taking? Uh, I take Lexapro, low-dose. Lexapro? Mm-hmm. Uh, is this okay? Mm-hmm. You're not going to commit suicide after the show or anything, right, because we're talking about no, this? We're, we're uh, having, no, we're having a – so, so yeah, we're having a candid like, conversation. My, and my son who, takes hey, that. It's a drug. Right. So, so real quick, we're having a candid conversation about this. This is not something I'm ashamed of. And only okay. by talking about it are we, are we going to encourage people to seek help, right? Like I don't think that medicine is always the answer, but it's going to convince them maybe that maybe they should go talk to somebody. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to prescribe what's to you. I'm not going to tell you that you should be taking uh, – uh, you mentioned Klonopin, right? Yep. So – I've taken that when I get quote unquote really upset or really angry, um, but that's really kind of like the monitor so of it, so, what I'm so doing. How does that. it help you? Be, why did you choose to be a recruiter if you had this affliction? Um, it actually didn't really start to uh, really become a problem or really manifest itself until about six years ago. Um, and at that point, I was probably already about four and a half years into my recruiting career. Just because something happens that's negative doesn't mean that you should turn and run away from it. Right. That obstacle might really be the way for you to empower yourself and uh, uh-huh. to empower others. Now, now real quick, I'm going to cut the empower others crap for a second. I mean, let's face uh-huh. it. This is about me, right? Like yeah. I want to be well, I want to be functional. I want to be able to do things like go to the mall and, and pick out clothes. Right. You know, um, great. I got Amazon that can solve the problem for me. I can work in a dark closet. Right. But if I say that I want to, Help, if I say in my mind that I really want to help recruiters to understand you know, how to properly engage with people on LinkedIn, I can do that through a webinar. I can do it through your radio show, or I can go hands-on. I can sit there with them at the keyboard and say, 
let's try this. Let's look at your numbers. Let's dial through that. I can't do those things if I'm locked in a prison that where my body shakes or where I sweat all the time. I can't do that, or can I? And I try to focus on the can that I'm going to get up every day, and I'm going to try to push the limit as best that I can. Yeah, I'll be honest. You know, there's some days that I am reduced to a puddle of I am crying and I cannot get on a different airplane than my wife because all the plans don't work and I'm surrounded by strangers. Yes, that's happened, right? Um, it, yeah. I mean, like I said, I work with well, a, geez, a I really tell you, talented. Thanks, but I got a question now. Final question about this. It, it's it just came when you were already an adult, like with Tony Soprano out of nowhere. Um, yeah, it uh, it did. I had um, well. So I'd had small panic attacks as a child as a result of um, result of my proximity to somebody who passed away and I was in the room. Um, but they became about 35. They became where they were daily occurrences, where I really didn't want to interact with people. It was diagnosed not being a depression because I like I, I wanted to be around them, but like I physically like there was there was a disconnect, right? So um, yeah, about five years ago, we um, I started seeing one uh, one physician about it, and then three years ago, um, I started seeing another another doctor about it to really kind of get under control. I mean, look, you know, if you if you wake up tomorrow, if you woke up tomorrow and said, Jerry, I never want to talk to you again, you might think it's a stunt, right? But like I people say that, that every you know, day, exactly, perfect, right? But like, but like, but people that you know, um, people that that. Um, that, that you love, that you've been around with for like, tw- uh, you know, since we were 12 years old and best friends and whatever. And you're like, I really don't, I can't leave my house to go see you. Like it physically hurts. And like to start crying out the driveway, that's a problem, dude. Like that's a problem. Right. So I try to solve that for me. The message that, you know, if you feel that way, if you feel depressed, if you have those types of anxiety issues, go see clinical help. Um, it's there. Um, you know, the government is still subsidizing it in some capacity, um, there are people who are there that are willing to let you surf their couch or help them find, uh, or help them find that help. I used to work for a company, uh, ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com. They have an app that is just like open table. You say, I want to get, uh, I want to get plastic surgery. I want to go see a psychiatrist. My stomach doesn't feel well. This is the type of insurance I have, or this is the cash that I'm going to pay with. And I need them in this location. You can hit it. And just like open table, you can find a physician that can see you that day, tomorrow, what have you. So the, the tools are there. What is that called again? I'm sorry to interrupt. What is that app it's called? It's called ZocDoc. It's called ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C.com. Z-O-C-D-O-C? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going okay. to I'm, I'm mention it right now on Twitter. Okay. Okay. Thank you. you know what? It's hard to. I'll do an ad then. If you're going to be busy with your attention on Twitter, I'm going to go to an ad. I'm just going to change it gears. Uh, thank you for talking about it. I, it's amazing to me that you could have this problem and still be a, a full fledged recruiter. I, I'm blown away. Okay. But right now, I'm going to turn to my sponsor, PCRecruiter.net. Let me ask you a question, everybody. Have you ever heard the song Any Way You Want It? That's the Way It Will Be by the Dave Clark Five? I would sing it, but, like, we just killed another song, so I'm not going to do it now. But that song, Any Way You Want It, reminds me of my sponsor, PC Recruiter. And you know why? Because PC Recruiter is made for every kind of recruiting, any way you want it. You want executive search? You got it. You want it for direct hire? You got it. You want it for staffing? Yeah, you got it, Pontiac. Martin Snyder, he's the boss over there at PC Recruiter. 
and he says his product is the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. But you know what I, t- I say? I just say PC Recruiter loves you. Yeah. So check it out, please, at PCRecruiter.net. PCRecruiter.net. Uh, Brian, next time you come on, and I hope there is a next time, I pick the song, okay? Anyway, yes, you sir. want it. You can always say, hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. It's a little easier to sing something like that, okay? Anyway, uh, let me see. You know, a question came up. Oh, you've got something here. You've got a custom Google search engine, and this is how you introduce it. You say, try my Google custom search engine, all the features of LinkedIn Recruiter without any of the monthly invoices. What's that about? I don't understand. What is it? Okay, so uh, two years ago, this guy named Steve Rath, I'm name-dropping, Steve Rath um, did a Technology Association Georgia um, night study uh, meetup, and he showed everybody how to go into uh, Google and create a search engine that would run on top of that. So the same idea that we're going to index one site using uh, X-ray command, site colon LinkedIn.com, you can go in, and there's a video, right, Uh, and I'll post the video shortly, where you can actually build – a Google search engine that will run on top of Google. It'll use Google's search algorithm and it'll populate the results just like Google based upon what you're looking for. But when we look at that search engine, what I did is I said, look, what are the things that I'm looking for as a recruiter when I'm on LinkedIn? Well, I'm looking for email addresses. I mean, they're looking for corporate email addresses or I'm looking for personal email addresses so I can get around the, the in-mail wall, right? So Animal, do you have it up in front of you right now? Would you look at it? No, I don't. But listen, I don't think you're explaining it very well. A custom Google search engine, it uses the power of Google, but only on a restricted area. You tell it what, which websites you want to uh, include in the search. So which websites are you including in the search? All of LinkedIn? Yep, LinkedIn.com, and I have a separate one for SlideShare. Really? Okay, now I, yeah. have, I, have, I have a URL for it. Uh, you did it on Bitly. B-I-T dot L-Y slash Fink Search. F-I-N-K Search. Thank God I was not born with that name Fink, okay? I know it's a bird in German, a finch, but I could not have made it. That's why you've got that affliction. You had to live through uh, you know, elementary school with a name like Fink. You must have been fighting every day, Okay. So anything else think, you want to think, say think, about yeah, it? You got it. Okay. Think um, search. I'll, 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 I'm going to say about it real quick is this, is that everybody's freaking out about the changes that LinkedIn is making. As recruiters, we've always found a way to, quote, unquote, beat the system and to beat paid search. We're going to continue to do that as a collective community. This is just my contribution to it. Okay. So you don't really advise anybody to go out and buy the sales navigator or the $60 sales uh, navigator. account? Sales, navig- sales, sales, navigator, sales navigator is a total piece of trash for recruiters. What, what is it that I'm going to do to accelerate the pipeline there that I cannot do in, in a free sales force or a free, a free hub spot? What, what, what is it that I can do there that I cannot do in those two alternatives? That there's a free Anybody want to talk to him about that? Anybody? Anybody here want to talk to him about that? No? If that's only totally true, why are you spending the money? Okay. Okay. Hi, Phil from England. Phil just tuned in. Okay. You're very big on Evernote. Lots of recruiters are always talking about Evernote. 
I don't get it. I signed up for Evernote when it came out, and I've never used it. What's the story there? Um, I keep all my notes about my candidates. I clip my LinkedIn profiles into it, my GitHub profiles into it, and then the search bar. I can search based on both my notes and on what, the, uh, what was on that page that I clipped. So I'll also index uh, resumes and attach them as well. The only thing it doesn't really do a good job of is voice recordings. Okay. Well, does anything search voice recordings? Um, That's an interesting anybody? question. I've never heard of that. Uh, you know what? I remember Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Guttmacher talking about that like eight years ago, maybe 10. Anyway, next question, email blast. There was a good discussion of it on my Facebook group, uh, recruitingtricks.com. Uh, do you, and, and because uh, Brian Stott, he uses email blast to his, to his database. He's got a, a large database, and he sends out requests for referrals to these people. Do you support email blasts? I support targeted email blasts. What does that mean? I don't. That, that means that if I get an email saying, hey, Brian, you'd be a great network engineer, can we have a conversation? That you haven't done the fair amount of research to put in to send an email blast to me to merit that attention. Put, put in a little bit of work. Don't just be like, okay, oh, so you don't support. Okay, you don't support misdirected email, email blasts, but you support e- email blasts. And do they have to have the person's name in it? Like, does yes. it have to say, hey, Brian? Yeah? It needs to say, hey, bro, it needs to say my name in the subject line. It needs to say my, yeah. email, my name in the, uh, in the greeting, and my name needs to appear somewhere else. Also, doing 100, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a bit of overkill, right? can you make a hundred phone calls in a day? If all those people responded to you and said, I'd like to talk today, can you talk to them? Can you qualify each one of them? The answer is no. I, I, I really don't think you can spend 20 minutes with each one of those hundred people if they all responded yes. Instead, why don't you work on a group that's smaller, more manageable, that you could follow up with a phone call or that you could actually receive that inbound call, like 50 or 25. Why hundreds of thousands? You're simply playing a numbers game and you're not really recruiting. You're just trying to see who's got their dick in the wind. Okay, let me ask what you said. The, <laughs> the name has to be in the subject line. What's the whole subject line going to say? Well, um, what are we, uh, how much research do we do on this? Like, you know, uh, am, I, am I reaching out to somebody who is a developer who's also a Game of, uh, Game of Thrones fan? And I say, uh, animal, comma, call, K-H-A-L, me maybe. Um, and make a call, uh, make a, a joke about Drago, and say I'm looking for a developer who's passionate about uh, about. Uh, I've actually done this, right? So it's a pretty concrete example. Uh, I'm looking for a developer to join a team that's really passionate about um, Game of Thrones. This is a common topic they talk about in the interview. I mean, in the office, they're going to talk about it in the interview process the same way they're going to talk about your uh, Angular JS abilities. Would you be interested in working in a place like this? Done. Less than 400 words. Okay, so like that's, not, that's not a mass right. email, though. Sorry, just let me finish. But, Michael, it very well could be, right, is that if I'm going out there and we're going to get the Twitter recruiting in a little bit, we may even get the Amazon recruiting, what if we're finding that, we've got, that we actually have a whole subset of people that are actually passionate about both Angular and also watched Game of Thrones on Sunday, right? You've got the hashtag GOT, and you've found that they, like I said, are an Angular developer, well, and maybe they all live in Atlanta, which is where Atlanta, New York, and Chicago, where I primarily recruit. Let's say they live in one of those three areas. That's a very possible email that I could send out to 40 or so people. But it took the work and the research to find those individuals, right? So 
Okay, but you didn't have to read a blog for every one of those guys to prove that they like Game of Thrones. That's just an assumption on your part that this demographic generally uh, is interested or, or will get it, right? In that instance, I was explicitly looking for people who have the hashtag GOT, but yes. It's an assumption that if they're tweeting about Game of Thrones, they're going to get a Oh, okay, about okay, dogs. sorry. I, I'm, you know, I, everybody, hey, sometimes I agree with you. I'm Dom. He was talking about the hashtag on Twitter. I didn't get it. Okay, fine. Okay. Hey, here's a, just a few more quick things. I'll do another ad, then we'll get to the Twitter recruiting. we got lots of time still to talk about it. Smile on the phone. You say in one of your famous LinkedIn articles, the guy's got 42 articles on LinkedIn. He, he says, it's scientifically proven uh, that if you smile on the phone, you improve the effectiveness of your communication. I've got to tell you what I say. That's hogwash. That's hogwash. It just makes you feel phony. That's no good. Anybody, before he answers, does anybody want to agree with me who's on the line? Smile on the phone. Does anybody here deliberately force themselves to smile on the phone? Is that going to make you feel natural and good when you're talking to somebody? I think that, you know, that's a very basic point of, of recruiting and phone sourcing. If you do smile, you tend, your voice tends to lift. You know, your, your enunciation tends to be lighter. I think it helps. Agree. Animal, do you like, like chocolate? I, me? Yeah. Yeah, I like chocolate. Okay, because the, the study that I'm citing is that when, when you smile, it has the same effect on your brain as you tasting chocolate. No, it doesn't. Who believes that garbage? Not me. Okay. Not me. Okay, get ready. Uh, we're going to talk about Twitter in a minute. Okay, first I want to talk about Hire Tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Hire Tool. Yesterday... On my Facebook group, there was a discussion. Uh, my Facebook group's got 9,500 people in it, okay? And I think about one-third of them are recruiters. That's about 3,000 recruiters. There's a lot of people there, okay? And there was a discussion about LinkedIn. And one guy said, I got on the Hire Tool platform, and it's amazing. It's, I'm cutting LinkedIn Recruiter as soon as my contract is up. I'm cutting it out. It has become a glorified job board, and with the egregious prices they charge, I don't find LI worth it anymore. With other tools out there like Hire Tool, why should I pay LinkedIn? Reach out to Nintran and get a demo. It's worth it. Now, I'm going to spell Nintran's name for you because just like Hire Tool, Nintran isn't easy either. N I N H Tran, T R A N. Get a demo, he says. Another recruiter, I'm almost done. Another recruiter said, here's what I recommend. Dump LinkedIn recruiter. Get the $59.99 account that Brian just told us is no good. Or maybe that's not the sales now. He said, then she says, get higher tools, the subscriptions for your team instead. It ends up being way cheaper. I could give you the names of those people. Those are real. I don't think they were paid for. They're just, you know, out of the mouths of babes from the people in the trenches. Okay? Check out. HireTool.com, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. Thank you. Okay, should we talk about uh, hey, Twitter hey, now, hey, Brian? Actually, can we, Go ahead. Can, we talk, yeah. can we talk about HireTool for two seconds? Like, um, Go I ahead. Contrast that, you know, about the $59 account for LinkedIn. Um, I do have the LinkedIn 
uh, $59 account. The reason I use it is when you go to job descriptions, one of the premium features there, and I haven't found a way around this, is it'll tell you the percentage of the people who work at that company that went to a particular school, where they went to work afterwards. So I can use that information when I'm trying to kind of target people to bring into the organization or possibly to pull people out of that organization for other companies. That hire tool though, like hire tool, I have six recruiters here that they are just using the free version of hire tool, right? And they're pulling out email addresses. They're finding candidates on LinkedIn and LinkedIn. We all like to bash it. We all like to hate it, but you're, you're leaving out other networks. Like you're leaving out the power that it provides for you on GitHub. There are a lot of people who don't know how to search GitHub because the operators act differently. They can deep dive into GitHub. They can find the candidates that they're looking for there. They can also, when you're looking for medical professionals, there are a lot of different medical directories that can go through. So if we're not just talking to technical recruiters, uh, there's a lot of power in hire tool. I mean, you're looking at okay. probably, I think, if, if Nin, if you're listening, like 12 different networks that you can that you can go through to find the individual. And also, I also find it for two junior recruiters that I have. Nin, one of them did a video testimonial for you um, that for junior recruiters that are having trouble figuring out the dichotomies that they should be using to build out that string, dude, hire tool builds out. Like it'll make sure that you have a much better string inside of Google, inside of LinkedIn, inside of GitHub. Um, yeah, I can't say enough about that. And also Nin is super responsive on Facebook messenger. If you want to reach out to him. Yeah. He talks to me there all the time. Hey, I got to tell everybody, I, I didn't know he was going to say that. I didn't pay him. Okay. I haven't even paid Jerry in a long time. <laughs> Well, why not? I never know when he's going to show up, okay? He's always asking for overtime. Okay, let's go to uh, Twitter. You claim, Brian Fink, the Brian Fink, you claim that you placed 12 people in the past year whom you recruited on Twitter. And I promised everyone that you're going to get nitty, gritty, and granular about that. So why don't you tell us one of the stories right off the bat? How did you do it? Um, what was the job? How did I do it? Et cetera. So I'm going to start the, I'm going to start the first candidate that I, that I ever recruited off of Twitter, and that was about five years ago, um, because I think the elements are still the same. That With 140 characters, it doesn't feel like a lot, but if you play it right, it can be enough to convince candidates the opportunity that you're working on is going to be the real deal. Also, um, Animal, you are a great bullshit detector. In that sentence, the word great was the bullshit. I'm surprised you didn't yell at me, but you're a bullshit detector. On Twitter, you do not have room to fuck up. You have 140 characters in order to talk to a person. You can embed a link to it. and It doesn't count against it. You can put um, a Giphy, which I think my field is pretty filled up with those. But the reality of it is, is that this is an opportunity where, one, it's free, and we already said we hate paying for things. There are no licenses subscriptions. But this is an area where you can discover candidates. You can start conversations. You can easily get to know those candidates, Game of Thrones and developer and the search screen. Uh, up in the search topic of it, it's easy to start conversations. You know, you can follow candidates for a while before you reach out. Um, and I think those three elements, I'd say, is best practices. Now let's go into uh, Aaron yeah, Hahn. You're going to get to the point. Hey, hey, hey. You're going to get to the point sooner or later, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I just want okay. to get We three, don't need the three, blather. Three we need, it. I said you're getting nitty, gritty, and granular. Now, you know, don't give us the high view. I don't want to talk about your bowel movements. All right. So the, the piece of it is I'm going to go with Aaron Hahn. He was the first candidate that I reached that I successfully recruited from Twitter. Um, Aaron Hahn, I was looking for somebody to be a trade analyst for the team at DHG fast channel. And in that I, I didn't understand the role. Like I'd read over it. I didn't understand what made this trade analyst any different 
than say a business analyst or a tech analyst and requirement gathering, what have you. I did not get it. Um, I read up on it. I read LinkedIn profiles. I pulled resumes, but I started to see who was actually talking about it in New York City where I needed to make the hire. So I opened up the advanced field in Twitter and said, I want to look only in New York City. And I, I did it out by 20 miles. And then I put in a DSP to see who was talking about demand side platforms because that's what I needed to hire for. And this that's guy was randomly tweeting that, about Was that a hashtag? Was that a hashtag or just yes. the three letters? Just the three letters. I didn't even, I okay. didn't even search by hashtag. Um, okay. And to make that clear, you can search by either mechanism. So I saw that he was um, talking about a DSP um, that he would never use again. And I was like, that's, that's pretty angry, right? So like, if it's something you would never use again, um, why don't I just ask this guy, why wouldn't you use it? And that's what it is. It was like, so why wouldn't you use it? And uh, he came back to me and he kind of pushed along three articles that were kind of a, that, that kind of cited why this was a bad DSP. Um, one of those DSPs was actually one of my clients at the time. Um, so, uh, so we, uh, I started following him. I started liking his statements. And then I sent him a direct message saying, hey, man, you seem like you're pretty sharp with DSPs. Do you have a minute to explain it to a noob? I'm having trouble understanding how this works. Now, hold we on a second. A- I, have, I have done a lot of research uh, about statements of recruiters on Twitters. Recruiters are, are scum. I think that's a hashtag. Recruiters suck. That might be another one. Uh, they hate people who are recruiters, these programmers, and they especially hate guys like you who don't know what they're recruiting for. They hate you. How do you get them to talk to you if, if, if they're already so biased and you're telling them, yeah, I'm a recruiter. I don't even know what I'm recruiting for. Uh, I'm honest in 140 characters. That's it. Right? If you tell so them you I need can tell- help understanding something, they're more likely to reply to you than trying to pretend that you do understand it. Right. Okay. right. Look, the, the, two, the, two, the two most powerful words I think that we can use are help and advice. Right? We already talked about help and getting psychological help. Um, but help and advice is when you're talking about either emailing candidates or reaching out over – my most popular response on Facebook when I reach out to somebody is I say, hey, man, notice you were in this group. I need some advice. Where would I find a person like you in Atlanta? Now, at that point, I already and, know the guys in the group. Uh-huh. I already know the guys in the group. I know he went to Georgia Tech. I know he doesn't live in Atlanta anymore, but he's got roots to Atlanta, right? So, like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I need somebody like you. Can you give me some advice? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's similar, similar on Twitter, but on Twitter, I'm really trying to like, just kind of let you let figure out what their style of interaction is and figure out if they're okay. going to understand. Let's, like, come, instance, let's like, come back to this guy, this guy, Brian, what it was his name, something Haw? Uh, Aaron Hahn, and you can find him, I think, still at Kosher Seabass. Kosher sea bass. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Aaron Hong, he's kosher for sure. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. So. So <laughs> I'm laughing at my own jokes, Amy, because no one else will. That's right. I okay. laughed. I, I chuckled. Yeah, she laughed. Okay. So uh, uh, hold on a second. So you asked him, you know, if you can ask him a question. What was his reply? He, he sent me those. He sent me three links. Like he kept going oh, yeah. on his tirade, right, about why uh-huh. these DSPs suck, right? So like, I was like, oh man, you know, thanks, cool. I let it sit for like a whole day before I went back and immediately, um, you know, before I, before I immediately tried to communicate over DM, like I waited for him to quote unquote, follow me. Right. Um, is he still following me today? Nope. Not you know anymore. what? Okay. Don't look, don't look now. Talk to us now. Okay. Okay. All right. 
Um, yeah, so so that's where once he started, once he followed me, we had a direct line of communication. I could go back and forth with him um, inside of inside of a direct message to him on Twitter, and that's where we started it. And then from there, you know, I said, well, hey, you know, if you were looking to make a move, what would you what would you want to go to work for? And then I, and I actually referenced was like, how about a job with so and so, which was the DSP that sucked. And, you know, he laughed about it. He thought it was funny. And uh, we kept that up probably for about two, two days or so. And then finally I said, hey, look, if you, you know, are you open to a conversation? I've got a few opportunities I'd like to share with you. And he was like, sure. And he gave me his number. But at that point, like we were four days into our relationship having this conversation in like, uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to look for it. Um, in spring, yeah, I mean, uh, fall look. of Just 2010. Talk. All right. Uh, fall of 2010. Fall of 2010. So. So, yeah, so we had that conversation. Um, it led to a phone conversation, led to sending him sending me his resume. Um, he actually tried to send it as an attachment through Twitter, and I couldn't get it to work. Um, and uh, then he, sent it, he emailed it to me. Um, three weeks later, he was, in a, he was starting a new role. Okay. Move on to another one. You said you got 12 just this year. Give us one from this year. Great. So let me, let me talk about a Google – I mean, a uh, – about an Amazon cloud engineer is that in this instance, what I did is I tried to find the people who were thought leaders who were constantly being retweeted at AWS reInvent. It's the largest event in the country for Amazon web services. It's where they announce big things, right? So let me find the thought leaders. Let me find the people who have presentations that um, they're going to be given. Let me see what kind of links they're putting out there. Let me see who's retweeting that information. And from that, um, I was actually able to go and again, I put into the search bar, I put in, I, I found the, the people that were there. I went and scraped to figure out who was in Atlanta. And I found a gentleman named Steve Barry. Steve Barry was in Atlanta. He had expressed that he was excited about being at AWS next year. He hoped he would be there when he gained his AWS certification. Now, Steve Barry put it out there. He wanted that certification. My team at Relis, um, like 85% of the company is AWS certified. We pay for our consultants to get their AWS certification. I reached out mm-hmm. to Steve and I said, what if you could get your AWS certification for free? Okay, That's so you searched him, hold on. You searched on, on Twitter, advanced search. You searched the hashtag from that conference plus the location. Is that right? Is that what you searched to get this guy? I searched both the handle for AWS reInvent, the hashtag AWS reInvent, and I searched the location. And you can only search for the location in the advanced in the advanced options. So like if you're on if you're on your Twitter screen and you've got your search Twitter, you can type in whatever it is that you want to, like Domino's or something, right? Or um, you can type in Domino's, but it's not until you've hit that command that you'll have um, a section that has that comes down that has latest news, photos, videos, and more. And then over there are also three dots that go to search settings. Yeah, right? if you that just go to, to Google and put in Twitter advanced search It'll take you there, okay? That's the easiest way yeah. to get there. Am I right? Yep. Okay. Now, move nope. on to another guy. Maybe. We'll just nope. go through a few more quickly. Another, next one. Uh, next one. Uh, I said I was going to mention this, and you're going to shame me for it, is I like Career Builder Recruitment Edge. And I like Career Builder Recruitment Edge uh, because I can type in the skill set I'm looking for, and then I can have it match that person to a Twitter profile. And do it in GitHub, I can do it Stack Overflow, but with Twitter particularly, I can do that and I can see how regularly they are on the platform. Um, there was an example, I was going back and forth 
no, you want somebody that I somebody I did. Uh, there was an example okay, I gave out this us, morning. Of tell how us to do a little this. more since you introduced a new tool. Tell us a little more about uh, Career Builder um, that you were talking about. All right. So if you have Career Builder and you have the, the recruitment database RBD, instead of going into CareerBuilder.com, go to Edge.CareerBuilder.com, and it's going to take you to an interface that's very similar to that of Indeed or Simply Hired. You'll type in one box what it is you're looking for. You'll type in another box where you want that to occur. It will bring up results um, from the open web and also from Career Builder's uh, database. You can select that you want to see people who have phone numbers, email addresses, and where they pulled that information from. So in that instance, again, if I'm looking for somebody who has Amazon Web Services, Amazon EC2 for compute, I put that into the search bar. I say Atlanta. I hit search. I go down to the filters on the left-hand side of the screen. And I click on that I want to see candidate info from Twitter. And I don't get it. Up. What's the advantage? You're searching the, the, the Career Builder database and Twitter at the same time. What's the advantage there? I don't get it. Uh, I said it has the ability to search the Career Builder database. That doesn't mean that the person that I'm finding is currently in the Career Builder database. They could be on the open web and just like, uh, just like HireTool would show you if somebody's on GitHub they would bring up somebody who has both a GitHub profile, somebody who has a Twitter profile, but doesn't necessarily have a resume on CareerBuilder nor has ever gone to CareerBuilder.com. It could pull okay, that I'm information. Kind of, I'm kind of lost. I'm kind of lost. Go right. ahead. Let's, let's, yeah. let, let, me, let, me back this, let me back it up. Do you remember on when Connectifier was cool, right? And like yeah. we could be on somebody's page and it would give us a lot of information about them. That's Recruitment Edge today. So – that's a social aggregator. It's a social aggregator, right? Right. Okay. Let's move on. Anybody else want to still talk about Twitter? I think we covered it. I think we covered I it. I think this it's time. amazing he got twelve hires from Twitter. I mean that's that's quite a feat. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was amazing too, and now he's given me two yeah. two examples. I believe he did it. I okay. Did anybody too. anybody got a question for Brian? Anybody got a question? Nobody's saying yeah, too much. Yeah, how long stuff. has he been in the in the industry? Uh, ten years. Okay. 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 So, let's move sorry, on. You have Brian, an article how many about you place in a year. I'm sorry. How many people you're placing a year? I mean, doing all this legwork per candidate. Just, I mean, are you are you internal as well? So you got more more free time than a contingent or a retained guy. Okay. So. Um, I don't have any more free time. Um, last year, and when, when Animal had me first on the show, um, I was uh, director of recruiting for Cabbage, a really awesome startup in Atlanta. They're looking for great people, great culture fit. And actually, Jerry and that episode opened up my mind because Jerry was like, you're doing all this work for like one client. Don't you get bored? You guys can go back and listen to the tape. And I was like, yeah, I do think I'm bored. Um, and I kind of found the best of both worlds here with our team at Relis because at Relis Technologies, we're the leading AWS uh, staffing partner. Um, it means that we work either with putting consultants, uh, direct hire, the whole nine yards when it comes to AWS and DevOps. That's really where strength is. So last year uh, when I was Cabot with Cabbage, I did 104 placements there um, with the team wow. here at Relis. Uh, what, I'm sorry? I said, wow, that's said, a lot. Wow. Oh. I said, wow. Oh, okay. okay. So, compliment. Yeah. So cool. I thought <laughs> you said how. And I was like, that's going to be a longer time to go through. But you know, the, the, so, so now that I'm with the team here at Relis, I've only done four placements this year. I've had 
seven offers and, and three of those, uh, whatever, didn't, didn't go the way they needed to go. Um, my yeah. first quarter here at Relis, it was really kind of trying to train and do the team, and I did about six, right? So I've done about ten in the past, in the past two months, and February is looking really good. It's looking that's really a lot. But this fellow, great. I don't know who's, who asked you the question, uh, but he's right. What you're talking about on Twitter is labor-intensive, right? Right. So I'm not. I'm not going to disagree, right? Um, uh, my my wife. My wife hates that right before I go to bed at night, and you'll know. You can figure that out from tweet activity. As I go in and I see who followed me for the day, I send them a message. I say thank you. I try to make sure I'm not tweeting back to a Trump troll. Um, and and yeah. So that that's gonna that's gonna take time and it's gonna take talent. The other piece is, is you know we're talking a lot about automation right now and recruiting. And I don't want to get away. I don't want to look use tools like if this then that to put people in lists. So that when they drop a hashtag um, like AWS, that it goes ahead and puts them in a, in a list that says AWS user, right? So that you can go back and you have that list of people that you can call through later. Also, identify your, identify your thought leaders, right? Like that's how I think that I've been successful recruiting on Amazon and on Twitter is that you have people that are following people. Um, if, in fact, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest a tool real quick is that if you go to, and I tweeted this earlier, if you go to analytics.twitter.com, you can find out who, um, you can find out who your top follower is, i.e. the person who you have engagement with, but who also has the most followers. For me, it's an it's a actress and a writer who occasionally writes for Business Insider, and she has 255 followers, right? I could go through and I can see who's following her. No, I don't have time for that, right? But I can identify her as, as a trend maker and a tastemaker, and I can see who's tweeting to her that might be on one of my other lists. And you can do that through, again, free tool, analytics.twitter.com. Uh, they're going to want you to, to promote your tweet, right? It's going to say get your tweet in front of more people. Check that out. Also, um, to get greater insights about your, about your candidates, SEO Moz is a great tool. Um, that's uh, called Follower Wonk, that you can find out what your followers are talking about, when they're talking about them, or the people you're following, when they're most active and who they're engaging with. So you can kind of use that technology to help cut to the chase to say, look, do I want to talk to somebody who's on Twitter like 15 times in their life, or do I want to talk to Michael here who tweets nonstop all the time and he has, and he responds. He doesn't just get impressions, he also responds. So think about it like that. That data will come into those dashboards for you. And then also, I, I want to suggest to you that you use TweetDeck by Twitter. You can go to TweetDeck.Twitter.com. You can run your activities, your notifications. Um, you can read the list of who all is adding Animal in real time to their lists of people that think he's a recruiting, uh, that, that he's a reliable source of corporate recruiting knowledge. That's the list I'm looking at right now um, about lists. Don't, don't underutilize that. Um, really, automate that with IFTI. If this, then that. Again, another free service. I think Jess Roberts, who's going to be on in six weeks, Jess and I are both uh, heavy-duty automation people with IFTI. What I will okay, say, though, we'll leave that for him. I got to do an do ad, not, and then I'm going to talk set, about Amazon. Do not set so IFTI. Do not hold up. Do not set IFTI to tweet back to people to say, "Thanks for following me. You're awesome." That's disingenuous, and people can look at your Twitter stream and see that you're full of shit, and then you're not reading their tweets and you're you not reading their profile. You do it every night. You just told us you do wait, that wait, every wait, night, wait, okay? Wait, wait, wait. You, didn't, you didn't listen to me. I said don't automate it because if you automate it and you send out a shitty message like you, that. He's sitting there in bed. His wife is waiting for sex. Let's be frank. And he's <laughs> tweeting back to people, thank you for following me. Okay. 
I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about PC Recruiter now for a second. Okay. Hey everybody. You know Martin Snyder. I mentioned him before. He's the boss over at PC Recruiter and he tells me that when you buy recruiting software, your focus should not be on the built-in capabilities of your ATS or your CRM platform alone. Hey, there's more to it than that. You have to be concerned about the capabilities of your vendor, of not the vendor alone, but his partners and the quality of their integration. So you get it? It's not just the recruiting software. It's the people they're working with. And PC Recruiter, it's proud of its partners. It likes to show them off and put them on display. I sound like Jerry Seinfeld today, but I'm going to give you a few of those names. Hireable, Text Kernel, Broadbean, Logic Melon, Ring Central. They work with PC Recruiter, and PC Recruiter says they're good, and they say that's important, and you should know it. And I'm going to check out PCRecruiter.net. Actually, I've checked it out. You check it out. PCRecruiter.net. I'm kind of hysterical already, and I've got to tell you why, because I'm letting you talk way more than I usually let people talk, because you're explaining things. Now, I don't know if my audience likes that or not. They're always attacking me for not letting people talk. Well, if they attack me for letting you talk this time, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll be, uh, there's a psychological term for that. when you're double, you're, I'll be in a double bind, a catch-22. Now, hold on a second, Brian Fink. There's 10 minutes left. You've been talking about recruiting on Amazon. No one has ever talked about that here before. Go ahead. Tell us about it. Um, okay. So real quick, Amazon, um, Amazon is the fourth largest search engine in the world. Why aren't we using it to recruit? That's the first question. Uh, number two, uh, you have uh, people spend less than 10 minutes a day on LinkedIn, but yet you're willing to spend like $14,000 a year on it and you still don't know shit about your candidates. So instead, uh, I want to use two examples. I want to use the example of DevOps. You said I recruit for it pretty regularly. If you put DevOps in that search bar and you find out who's reading what DevOps books, you can go down and you can click on that user's name. And there's a pretty good chance that that user is going to have a wish list. It's going to have a few items on there. They're going to run from the expensive to the inexpensive. And maybe there's another book there about the subject that you're recruiting on. It's going to cost you $6.95. It's the old send a hiring manager a pizza technique. Why don't you just click on that book? They have it on their wish list. They intend for somebody to buy it or they intend to buy it for themselves. You know, it's something they want. And you write them a small note and say, I thought you'd enjoy this book. Let me know if you're looking to make a career change. Phone number, send. That was $7. I know that if you reached out to 100 candidates with that message, that it would be cheaper and more effective than the $14,000 that you spend on LinkedIn each year. How much do you spend on Amazon sending these free books last year? Uh, I probably spend about $100, $200 a month. A month? A month? month. Dude, yeah. I, and, I, and I'm so confused how you can place 100 people a year with all this legwork. I mean, I do 40 to 50 execs a year, and, um, you know, I work a ton of hours, but I, I don't even know how you would find the time to place 100 guys a year doing this much legwork. That is a, I mean, that's, that's an insane amount of uh, discovery you're doing for each per, per candidate. I'm still hung up on that. 
Well, I mean, who is, uh, you know, who by is the same this? Co- hey, want to give us your name? You don't have to. Who is who? Who's talking? Yeah, it's Rich Rosen. It's Rich Rosen. Rich Rosen. Hey, Rich, okay. Hey, this guy's a real <laughs> recruiter. Okay. Bill Vick vouches for Rick Rosen. Go ahead, talk to him. <laughs> Bill Brian Fink, go ahead. No, so so you know, it's a it's a good point that you that you bring up, right? You know, this is again going through and just finding those people. Like, don't look for people who have a screen name. Look for people who have a name name, right? And send them, that, send them that book. You're dropping little seeds. You're not going to place all 20 of those people that you sent out a month. I mean, look, I try to do 14 to 20 quality submissions a week um, to, to drive the type of activity and the type of hiring that I want, right? Now, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't always fill the role. But, but the thing is, is I'm building a community of candidates so that I can make, uh, you know, those 20 people, they're not all new they're not all new submissions, right? They're people that I've worked with in the past, but I'm focused on trying to build a relationship. You know, that was something that Jerry pointed out in the call that we had six months ago is that, you know, be a different recruiter, build a relationship with your candidate. Don't make it super uber transactional. All right. Like, yeah, when I was a corporate recruiter, that's exactly how I, uh, how I had to do it. Now that I'm an agency recruiter and they want me to, you know, do four hires a month, lead a team, train the team to do the same things that I'm doing. Great. That's awesome. I've got the time to drive this automation. I've got the time to get on Amazon to ask these people and to send them to send them the book. Heck, I send myself a copy of the book so I can say, did you read X, Y, and Z? I am trying to build long-term relationships with candidates. I want them to be another Stuart Morris. That's a candidate I'm name dropping who I've placed in his last three roles. Well, not his mm-hmm. last immediate role, but the three before that, right? That's over a 10-year period. That's the type of relationship I want. And you talk about doing executive search. Of the 40 placements that you've done this year, and this is about me, not about you, but about the 40 placements that you've done this year, how many of those are candidates that you've already placed once or you've worked with in the past, maybe even as a hiring manager? Yeah, I mean, I would bet you there's 25, 30% of them. I mean, your, your, your method is, is fantastic. I just don't see how – I, I can't fathom how you have enough time to drudge up that many candidates in this tight market. I mean, to, to – accomplish what you accomplish. It's a fantastic thing. So, but, but, I just, see, but see, that's the thing is that, is that uh, you and I, when we talk about candidates in this tight market, everybody is swimming in, I'm going to say the thing that Jackie Clayton does not ever want me to say out loud. And that is that there are too many recruiters who are on the baby who are swimming in the baby pool, which is LinkedIn. And we all know mm-hmm. that the baby pool is warm and it's filled with urine. Okay. Get out of the baby pool, take a shower and go, let's go swim in another pool, right? Let's go swim in the Amazon pool. Amazon, a user is on Amazon 10 minutes a day. I mean, 10 minutes Agreed. a month. Well, a, user, a, user, a, user, a user is on LinkedIn seven minutes a day, right? So, like, why not go where I know that somebody has a pertinent interest and they're engaged? The same, same idea about Twitter. Please continue. Sorry, Bill, to interrupt you. Yeah, no, 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 you're all right. I mean, what you're saying, I, I, I don't disagree with. I just think it's for – maybe I look at it from my point of view. A sing, solo recruiter – you know, trying to um, trying to drudge up the, the you know the all different techniques to go through to find folks. You know, it's a, it's a grind. So we're you know always trying to find a better way to do it. So how are you? I guess the real question is how do you have the time to do this much legwork? Do you have an admin that's doing it? Do you have a team that's doing it? Are they building the list? You've just automated enough stuff where you can automatically shoot some of this stuff out. You know, I've, so I've automated. I've, I've, I've automated, I've automated some of it. I do not yet have a sourcing team uh, with our team at Relis. That is, that is something that we're going to do in third quarter. Um, I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's a combination of, yes, I work on 
I work on Saturday afternoons. I work on Sunday afternoons. I am crazy about sure. my tabs. I'm crazy about my Evernote. Um, like, you know, man, I just want to win. And, and as shitty as that sounds, like, that is the uh, most dude, important thing to me. You know, yeah, um, Teddy recruits from bed. Hey, Rich. It's not Bill, by the way, okay? His name is Rich. He recruits when Rich, he's I'm in sorry. bed with his wife, okay? What more do you need him to <laughs> Listen, tell you? I, I close the bill hey, hey, my way. Hey, hey, Rich, I, just, you know sir, what? I just wonder yeah, what, what, the, what, the, what the burnout factor would be on this. I mean, I, I used to do that, too. I'd be up in the middle of the night and just source and source and source. And finally, I burnt out after about 17 years of doing that. Um, then you, you got married. That or <laughs> That's why you had the time to get married. That's why you had the time to get married. I did have the time to get married, but just, you know, but I was still working all hours of the night. How do you, do you foresee burning out on this? Um, yeah, I, I see, I see at some point that I am going to have, that I'm going to burn out. Right. And, uh, you know, I, but I'm not looking forward to that day. You know, I'm still, uh, whatever, I'm going to be like 40 years old and I'm running around with 24 year olds. And I think that I can keep up with them. I know that each one of them is going to beat me at some point in my lifetime. I'm okay with that. But for the foreseeable future, I'm pushing as hard as I possibly and can. And you've got two as little kids. You've got two little kids, right? I got one. Right? I got one. I got one. Okay. I got one. <laughs> but you're right. You're right, Animal. She wants that sex. She wants number two. <laughs> okay, Rich but, Rosen, back to you. Anything uh, – back to you. You get the last word because you've never been on the show before. Anything else you want to say, say to him? No, I, th- I think, I, like I said, I think, I think it's am- I mean, I think I work a ridiculous amount of hours. How you can fit all that stuff in is uh, definitely I'd love to learn more about because it's, uh, you know, it, maybe it's the space, maybe it's the um, the automation, but it is um, that is a commendable amount of work you put into getting each each individual candidate. Because I got to tell you, I mean, I, I work the same thing. I work till eleven o'clock at night. And I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm looking for a good, five, you know, five to ten people a week to get out to hit my, you know, million dollar goals. And um, to add that, to do that kind of personalization is, is impressive and insane. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I gotta um, tell you, uh, Brian, this guy's a million dollar recruiter. <laughs> he's a million. He's like the real thing. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> so, so you want to reply to him? Animals, long- yeah. So, real quick, I'd love, you know, if you want to move to Atlanta and be part of my team, that's awesome. Any recruiter that does a, any any recruiter that does any recruiter that does a million with us this year, we're buying a uh, we're buying a fully loaded Tesla. Um, Tesla's retweeted that a few times on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Uh, we handed out three of them last year, and I'd be glad to make make space for somebody like you who wants to crush yeah, it. I didn't like tell you are. to recruit the guy. I didn't tell you to recruit him. Okay, but I got to tell you, you might we're building a relationship. With... We're building a relationship, Anna. Yeah, okay, we'll build it after the show. Okay, hey, uh, uh, you might want to call in when your buddy Jess Robert calls in in a few weeks. Uh, it's been a great show. I really enjoyed having you. I just feel bad, or maybe I should feel happy about one thing. Jerry didn't show up today on the day the guest said Jerry changed his life how do you like that okay so i want to thank rich rosen a new caller first time caller kathy manis from kathy's corner michael g cox as always and the guest today i'm really glad he came brian fink thank you
Bill was okay, Animal was okay, but the show itself, I just... Same old thing. As a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career. I just wrote a post animal. for Animal saying boycott Animal's radio show until he stops criticizing job seekers. Ooh. But Animal says that his show is not about criticism, that it's about spiritual, libera- spiritual it liberation. Is. It is. Oh, please. It's you and your big fat ego screaming. Everybody else I'm, is running around telling all these people how great they are and how they're a star and that there's greatness in everybody. Animal's just trying to tell people straight, hey, look, man, your profile sucks, your attitude sucks, straighten it out, and let's let's get you on the right path. I don't think telling everybody that everything they do is perfect and great is helpful or beneficial in any way. There are ways of... Okay.